damn fool. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fish podcast. And this is Carl Stout with Rebecca Holt. Yay! Yay. Everyone's favorite. And today we are bringing you a new era of greatness. Our man and Iron Fist number 50, now the most unlikely team of all. In the most unbeatable adventures ever. That's how Marvel tried to sell this to everyone. So this is uh, issue 50 of Power Man and Iron Fist. It came out on the 1st of April 1978. It is John Byrne drawing, uh, Chris Claremont writing, and it is the last one that they did of Power Man and Iron Fist. Um, the cover's pretty cool. We've got our boys running forward, both got a fist out, and then all of the secondary characters in the background. Most uh, clearly, Misty. Yep, we have Misty, we have villains. Yeah, have some guns, random police cars blowing up. Our gambling for some reason. Yes, <laughs> big gambling. Uh, and Power Man and Iron Fist fighting two generic thugs. Yes. So, off we go. Very, very movie poster-esque. It is a bit, yeah. Although, like, 78, so old school. Um, oh, yes, everyone's in flares. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, for the rest of the credits, uh, Dan Green was also on art, along with John Byrne, Denise Wall, lettering, F. Mooley, colouring, and Archie Goodwin, editor. Yeah. Didn't you come up with a different name in your research? Did I? Oh, the cover artist. Oh, artists. the cover artist. The cover artist was Dave Cockrum and Irving Watanabe. Yay. Yay. Who, uh... So it opens on our group after their success in the last issue, although Colleen's now got her arm out of a slinger notice. So we've got, uh... Colleen, Misty, Luke, Danny, and... Jeremy. Yes, who wasn't in the last issue, but he's in a very striking pink suit. They're all in flares and full-on 70s outfits. It's amazing. And it starts with, today is the first day of Luke Cage's life. And though he doesn't quite look it, uh, the victory party being thrown by his lawyer, Jaron Hogarth, he's celebrating. Luke is not impressed with the tux. He's well. Okay, can we just discuss the fashion for one second? Everyone, we could skip that. No, no, no. I need to stand up for this. Everyone is in like tux evening wear, apart from the billionaire in the room who is wearing a jumper (laughs) or sweater. I should say for Americans, Um, because you might get very worried about what he's wearing otherwise. yeah. It's a bit short in the arms. There's a little too much wrist showing. Yeah, he's doing a bit of a Steve Rogers in the MCU of not wearing something that fits. Um, but he's in green, at least he's in his colour. Um, but yeah, he's the only one, and he probably owns a tux, so whatever. They've got Luke all dressed up, he's not very comfortable in it. 
Um, he says it's better than a police uniform, a prison uniform, but not by much. And then well, I, the I think we find out is, later why he's actually not comfortable in that outfit. Oh, I'm sure of it, but like, uh, I still oh, want I'll, to know I'm why. Gonna, I'm going to bring it up. Trust me. Cool. I will still want to know why Danny's not in one. Bay. So. Are we going to discuss the wallpaper? No, it's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I just wanted in, in to point out that Danny's a in a sweater. Huge, huge gigantic. Luke Cage. I don't even know what to call it. Picture of Luke Cage like punching through the prison wall with freedom above his head. That's Diorama the, kind of thing. But that's that's, the, I'm sure that's right. just like that was probably like the second choice cover that they just decided to use again. Mm-hmm. So then we go to the discussion they're having with the lawyer. Oh, actually, it starts off with Misty saying, all well, that ends well. I cage a couple of times these past six weeks. So obviously six weeks have passed since Lattice issue. Mm-hmm. I thought our plan was going to backfire in the feds. We're going to throw you back in the stir. I was never going back, Misty, no matter what the judge said. There's Jared going, I don't know. But he's basically saying that they've they've got the evidence that proves he's innocent, as we know. And then the warden of the prison comes to extend his congratulations. And Luke's a bit... He's still a bit grumpy. He's quite grumpy in these first issues. Yes. Um, And then Misty offers him a job with Nightwing Restoration. And he's like, working for two lady private eyes ain't quite my style, Misty. Bigot. And as Colleen points out, it's a job, Luke. Uh, and then, much, but, okay. much like you pointing out the color of a grapefruit. Yes. <laughs> it's a job, Luke. Uh, and he's like, but I've been a loner all my life. I'm not sure I want to change. Which is better than saying he doesn't want to work for two women. To at least say he's used to working for his own. And Misty just says, oh, I'll think it over. You could do a lot worse. While Daddy's saying... <laughs> oh, no, somebody else said it was more champagne... Uh, and Danny's like, yeah, it's my party. It's not really your party, Luke. You're just, uh, Danny, you're probably just paying for it. It's supposed to be for Luke, but whatever. Actually, how are you reading this? How am I reading it? Digitally. I wonder if they tweaked that word bubble, because I have the original issue. Oh, what's it say? That, that word bubble is clearly coming out of Luke's head. Hmm. Interesting. Huh. It doesn't look even... like Luke to me. Maybe it is yeah, Luke. It Luke. just looks a bit skinny to Luke. Maybe it is Luke. Fair enough. And then Danny's like, alone at last. Oh, my. <laughs> You've changed your name, huh? Jaron says your real legal identity is now Lucas Cage. That's right. The man I was died that day and went to prison. So I know it doesn't feel right using that name anymore. Luke, how do you feel? Kid, if you lived a thousand years, you'll never know. Oh. <laughs> well, he is Flash the immortal back. Iron Fist, you know. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says... Only if he eats the apples. I know. What a fool. What a fool. Um, and Luke says, if I live forever, I'll never forget. Yes, we get a flashback to all his time in the prison, being beaten up. See for details, see Hero for Hire number one. Um, he talks about why he got put in there, blah, 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 blah. That's for anyone who's just picking up the comic first time. 
Uh, yep, going for the experiments, thinking it would lead to a quicker parole. The guard who was beating up, deciding to kill him, it backfiring, him escaping, yada, 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 yeah. going on a run, changing his name and becoming the hero for hire we all know. Yes. And then we get to the court case where he's being declared innocent of all charges, which is the first new bit that we've heard about but not seen. Um, with Jaron representing him in court and back to the party and Luke saying, uh, you'll never know how sick I felt when they put me away and how gut-busting good I feel tonight. I ain't just free, Danny boy. I've been reborn. And then... And then a little Luke from outside and it's like Claire Temple. Uh, and he's like, Claire, where you been, lady? I looked for you in court this morning. We didn't show... And she's like, I'm sorry, I should have called. I've been home and at the clinic thinking mostly about us. Let's find a corner, huh, Luke? I need to talk. That's never good. Just never for record. Good. Yeah. Those sentences never lead to anything good. <laughs> so basically she says, I love you, not your work, blah, blah. I've been kidnapped, blah, blah. Uh, this is the last straw. And then in the background we see a sniper aiming for Luke. Um, and he's gonna There's be- our man, big brother, large as life and twice as ugly. He's a sitting duck, you know. I wonder if his steel skin will stop a high-energy laser bolt. Put it away, <laughs> Tim. I want Cage to see the men who kill him. Up front and personal, let's get moving. Back to the heartfelt conversation here. I'm sick of being a perpetual victim. Unfortunately, if you date a superhero, that's kind of your lot in life. Uh, I'm a doctor, not Cleopatra Jones, not even Misty Knight. There's no place for me in your world. Then I'll give it up, Claire, baby. I love you. Don't, Luke, please. You could no more give up the life you lead than I could give up medicine. Um, And then she basically breaks up with him. (laughs) While Misty turns up to automatically offer a shoulder to cry on asking if she's the strong silent type instead and he's like back off misty but then before he can get all like even more miserable um the boys who from the rooftop crash through the window i'm guessing because i see broken glass but it's not very obvious it's a window and they seem to have little jetpacks on their back or something on their back. Yeah, well, you can see him coming in from the scene before with Misty. Yeah, stuff. yeah. It's just um, the the scratch explosion shows no wall or anything. So it's fine, but we've got broken glass, so it's fairly easy. They name themselves the Stiletto and Discus. And, and they're here for the Day of Reckoning. Do, do, do. Luke jumps on top of Misty. Luke, what crisis? Get down! Discus takes out the phone with what looks like a CD, but it's obviously a Discus. Um, <laughs> just as Jeren tries to ring it, it basically slices the phone in half. Uh, and Stiletto says, let's start the new year right, Con, by showing the world that crime never pays, even when you've got a high-priced shyster to help you. That's a little bit of a racist comment about a lawyer. But there we go. I'll just point that out. Um, uh, there you go. As he's firing his stiletto knives randomly. At yeah, laser people. thing maybe. Um, 
And Luke and Danny's like, they're blasting the penthouse to rubble. So eager to get to Luke. They don't care who gets caught in the crossfire. There's not that many people at the party, like to point out. But now we find out that he's wearing his sweater because he can easily wear his Iron Fist costume under it. I'm sure he could with a fabric is strong enough to keep their collar down. Yeah, it needs something. Um, And Danny's like, the guests are starting to panic. Um... Not this is supposed to be a party, not World War Three. Again, slightly exaggerating, Danny, but we get the point. Um, He's new to the big world still. He is, he is. So he off, he rushes off. He he seems to be like fixing his collar as he runs, because as we know, collar is important. Um, fashion here, fashion plays a big part in this issue, it seems. Uh, and he's running in while. Luke is protecting Misty still from uh, Stiletto and Discus. All right, let's let's discuss this photo. Let's look at his legs. Oh, he's kicking him in the no. He's he's punching him in the nuts. No, he is. He's aiming look, them there. Look at Luke's legs. Why do I have to look at Luke's legs? Because he's got skinny foot. No, what was he just wearing? What is he still Oh my wearing? god, his yeah, like, how has he lost his, like, tux for one panel? Yeah, but he was wearing his blue pants and yellow boots under tuxedo pants with black shoes. Maybe he and Danny just can't deal with this, like, no, this is a mistake, clearly. This, it's no, it's not. It has to no, be. No, it's a, not. He's back in his pants in the next panel. No, he's not. They're yeah, he tore is. up. No, see, they're tore up. Stiletto has blown the fabric off the tuxedo pants to reveal his full costume underneath. I think this is colouring issues here. Because if you look at the bottom panel of that same page where Iron Fist is coming flying through the air, he's taking off his tux jacket to reveal the silk yellow shirt. Once again, Luke Cage is having his costume punched or flamed into... I'm surprised he hasn't lost his shirt yet. But I can understand why he was uncomfortable in the suit, especially wearing a... Yeah, I don't understand why either of them wearing their costume under their their clothes. It's ridiculous. But whatever. Ridiculous. Oh, they are wearing jetpacks. Yep. So Stiletto and Discus are flying around inside the townhouse breaking it up, shooting it up, and going on their little rant about you're going to pay the ultimate price for your crime. This time there'll be no silver-tongued lawyers, no bleeding-heart judges, no technicalities this time. You'll get the punishment your kind deserve. So basically you have a blonde-haired, blue-eyes, white racist... Yeah, pretty much. And then Danny literally lays the physical and verbal smackdown on this load of crap. Yes, because he deserves it. They deserve it. They don't even have a really good reason to be here. So he comes flying through the air. He punches Discus straight in the face and says, The name is Iron Fist Villain, and I am Power Man's friend. If it's a fight you want, Let's see how well you do when the odds are even. You speak of of Cage as if he was some kind of animal to be gunned down without a second thought. What gives you the right 
you babble on about technicalities. What technicalities? The man committed no crime. He was innocent. And then he's like, Blast, Discus is stronger than I thought. That thunder punch hardly staggered him. He's using the crowd to his advantage too. Um, whoever taught him to fight certainly knew his trade. Um, while Misty's saying, hang loose, cage, help is on the way. And then Danny tackles her to the ground and says, <laughs> I heard, another, I heard Lucas tell you to get no down. Sense. And she says, what are you doing? I heard Fist, he's like, saving your life, woman. <laughs> and hopefully a lot of their lives as well. Uh, now, this is, I find this kind of uncharacteristic because... Danny knows what Misty can do. This isn't new to him. She's proved herself to him on more than one occasion. And he basically, which also makes no sense, because this is the same writing team for the end of the power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Iron Man run. But he basically tells her to, you know, get the people out, get the socialites out, and we'll handle the fight. But she does get her little dig in at the end. Yeah, Iron Fist, this time I'll listen to you. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. And then we get this one's stiletto, isn't he? The blonde one. Uh, he spent yep. too much time blabbing. Um, we've left ourselves wide open with nowhere to hide. Danny's like, only one chance. I'll have to put all thoughts of Misty out of my mind. Total concentration. <laughs> and and I, also, I also do think the comment you actually skipped is also racist. Uh, which one? You spent too much time blabbing to the local Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, they're total racist. I didn't even pay attention to it. Yeah, they're total racist. Um, only one chart, yeah, so he, then Danny does a, a weird little move where he moves really fast. The guy's running at him saying, die, iron fist. And he's like, oh no, nobody can move that fast. Every flechette, he just, Slap them away. So he's like batting away these darts. Uh, he's not even scratched. And then and Luke's like, <laughs> I knew she, she hurt. I knew Iron Fist was good, but this. Um, and we go back to Discus. As he's putting on his tiara. <laughs> yeah, because you know he has to look. Uh, Discus like, oh no, it's all going wrong. Nothing's going as we planned. I saw Dad in the crowd. He recognized me. That to me, and this time he'll turn us in. Ooh, Dad, exciting. Yeah, there's a couple other comments in this issue that um, if they were, I'm blanking on it, but apparently Cage has faced them before. Um, I recognize the names, but like I said to Connor last week, it's a long time since I read the Power Man run. Yeah. So have I. It's been at least 15 years since I read the original. Okay, like probably like three years for me, but still my memory's not good enough for that even. So, um, but yes, but I mean, the, the names disc. are familiar at least. So He throws a disc at Luke in a mysterious model woman. <laughs> and he aimed it for the balcony in the townhouse above their heads, and it comes crashing down and explodes on them. And then Danny screams out, Luke, that balcony, half the world around it came down on power me like a house of cards. Even if Cage survives, that girl didn't have a prayer. Discus knew that when he threw his bomb. How dare you call Cage a criminal? 
I've seen madness enough to last a dozen lifetimes since leaving Kadmon, but never anything equal to this to justify murder behind a mask for righteousness and automatically condemn any who try to stop you. Those aren't words to describe you, Stiletto. There aren't words to describe you, Stiletto. I'm sorry, I just woke up an hour ago. There isn't a hole deep enough to bury you in and all like you. Now Discus is getting back up. Interesting costume on this guy. It's like three different superhero stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a little bit like it's Yeah, it's a little bit Greek Roman and then a little bit he's still got the sort of Tiari thing and anyway. With the whole Olympic discus throwing Olympic thing. He's uh, crouching down, getting ready to strike, and gets, like, kicked to the head by Colleen. Hiya! Um, which is pretty cool. Maybe she kicks her shoes off before she kicks right? her ass. Yeah. Interesting. Doesn't want to ruin her heels. Actually, I think she was wearing flats, to be honest. Probably. Sure. Yeah, she's probably wearing, like, a... Well, I'm not going to go back and check the fashion that closely, but... uh, No, she's flats. (laughs) And then, uh, so we go back to Luke, and he's holding the balcony... um, Lifting it up. Yep, lifting it up off random random model woman, um, (laughs) while being impressed with Colleen's fighting style. $50 nail. (laughs) She's all upset that her nails that cost her $50 each... Were ruined. And she has a to be fair, piece. fifty dollars a piece in nineteen seventy-eight is ruinously expensive. Uh, if you had all ten fingers done, you could have bought a Ford Mustang. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's funny because he said he actually forgot about the woman <laughs> behind it. Yep. And then, Mister, I just got broke up from the love of my life. Plants one on the what model a lady. Dog. Gotta go, babe. Here's a little something to cheer you up. A kiss from Luke. That's right. (sighs) Won't wind me back up in court later because it's 1978. Yeah. And Danny's like, come on, Luke. Pay on. They're getting away. The the, uh, Celeste and Discus are like, yeah, that's right, fool. And we're making sure we do it slowly enough so you're certain to follow. The fight's far from over and we're five from beaten. Uh, Far from beaten. And uh, Luke's going, Iron Fist, wait. As I so now climbing it's the roof. snowing, yeah. which it wasn't doing before when they were peering at Luke through the scope of the laser bolt gun. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, it was. Sorry. It was snowing. So it's snowing more. So thick that Iron Fist can't even see them. They just see, like, dark shadows further out in the snow. And he even realizes, oh, this was not really a good idea. Because I'm alone, I'm on a little tiny walkway, and oh look, there's bombs coming my way. The concussion's throwing me off the roof. And then we have Danny hanging from the roof by his hand. Because, you know, it's a Danny thing to do. Right. And then... (laughs) What the hell's his name? Is it Flechette? Yeah, Flechette. They're like little darts. Is up there stomping on his hand, going hurts. Well, it won't hurt long. There'll only be a flash of pain when you hit the ground, and then an eternity of peace, which is more than creeps like you deserve. You're insane. 
am I for trying my best to sweep the human garbage up off our streets, trying to make those streets safe for decent people. You crooks don't play by the rules, Buster. Why should I? All that matters in the end is winning. His boot crashes down again and again, stiletto smashing an iron fist the way Harold Meacham did at Wendell Rand's those long years ago. And now it seems as though, seems that as the father died, so too will die the son. Yeah, the, I mean, the, and they've got a little flashback then of the what happened back over by Kunlun all those years ago, so you can remember it. Unless... And then you've got Luke coming into the rescue. Hang on, kid, I'm coming. Uh, and we get Danny. Uh, Luke kind of grapples them. He grabs Discus he as Stiletto flies the away. <laughs> they go crashing through the roof. And Danny's left hanging on, going saying, because of the cold and numbness, he can't even tell if his hand's gripping anymore. And then the catwalk itself breaks, and he goes shooting off the roof. Like 25 stories to the street, maybe 300 feet. It'll be over before I know it. I wonder if Dad felt like this when he... Wait a minute. That dome. <laughs> this is a big, large dome in the background. Almost looks like a giant aspirin pill. I remember asking Jaren what it was. He said it was a pliable plastic covering a year-round swimming pool. If I can twist my body, skydive towards it, I should survive the impact. And as he goes splashing into a swimming pool. As a bunch of people are talking about going out on dates and stuff, they're all surprised. Good Lord. <laughs> and then we go back to inside the building where Luke apparently has been bashing in Discus's face because he's not looking good. And Stiletto didn't actually run away. He's come back to, like, blast Luke some more. Right. Uh, Disco. He's calling him Disco, which is classic. Yeah. Before I'm done, you wish you'd gone off the roof instead of the kid. You hear me talking, animal? Put him down, con! Or for all that's holy, I swear I'll cut you in two. No dice, Stiletto. This is the end of the line for both of you. I'm finishing your brother and then punk at your turn. I let you go once because your daddy, Warden Stewart, asked me to. And now Iron Fist paid for the mistake with his life. Hey, and in, in comes Detective Scarf. Right, the real Scarf, not the not craft the Scarf show, we got right? on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, I liked Ooh, as well, yes. but he's not the same. Anyway, all right, everyone, please, it's the police. And Misty's like, Rafe, where's Iron Fist? I don't see him. Um, you bl And then, basically, he tells them to put their heads up. They shoot at uh, Rafe. Uh, Rafe gets shot dead Rafe in the chest by Stiletto. Yep. Uh, I'm giving him uh, what he deserves. And Misty takes her gun out and shoots Stiletto in the shoulder. Blah, blah, blah. And she goes off. She totally loses it. Um, yeah. <laughs> it all happened so fast. There was no time to think, only react and remember. Patrol woman, Misty Knight, in the bank to cash your paycheck. Long before direct deposit, folks. A bag, tumbling end over end. Someone screamed, it's a bomb. She caught it. 
threw it away in one smooth, instinctive motion. Instant, the bag left her hand. It exploded. She never lost consciousness. She lay there dying, staring at the room of her right arm. And then Rafe was there to her partner, five years, Raphael's scarf. He wrapped a tourniquet around her arm to keep her alive until the ambulance came, rode with her to the hospital, was by her bed when she woke from surgery to find her right arm gone, and now he's dead. So there's your introduction no, to Missy as well. She's got her Colt 45 right up to his head. She owes Rafe more than she could ever repay, and Stiletto just shot him down in cold blood. Luke is looking all worried, going, Christmas, Misty's flipped out. She's going, Misty, no. And Misty pulls the damn trigger. <laughs> yeah, Misty's like, no. She's going to shoot to this like, racist She's going to like, I'm, I'm getting face. you. You're not taking Rafe. Um, which is, you know, it's a bit of a trauma for her. So fair enough. But Luke puts his hand out to stop the bullet. Um, she's not very happy. She's like, damn you, Cage. And he's like, I'm keeping you from making a mistake. Um, I just won't let you throw your life away. Stiletto ain't worth it. And Misty's like, he killed Rafe. <laughs> Danny come, pops back. You know, so now we have two people like Danny's like, oh, hey, um, Lieutenant Scarf, Misty, what's going on? I heard a shot. Well, let's say he gave it the old college try. Then they just realized both Rafe and Iron Fist are, in fact, alive in the same panel. Yeah. Um, and try. But Rafe's already worked out that Misty is Danny's lady friend. <laughs> he says, your lady friend was just proving she's as human as the rest of us. I mean, he could call her Misty since she was his partner for so long. But no, she's now Danny's lady friend. That's right. Um, and then he works out that his police shield was in his pocket and that saved him from the dart. Which is more than he deserves. And then we go back to the destroyed townhouse... They're having champagne again. Yep, and back to the party. Uh, and well, Misty is basically saying, you saved me because I lost my head and almost committed murder. Yeah. I owe you for saving me, Luke. And he's like, don't sweat it, babe. We're even. And by the way, as far as your job offers concerned, if you ladies still have me, I'd like to give it a try. Next issue, a new artist takes over and a new plot line begins as Cage takes Danny Rand out for a night on the town. That sounds a little bit like he's taking you out for a date, though, doesn't it? You said it, not me. I mean, it's written a little bit. Come on, Luke takes him out for a night on the town. (laughs) And also, let me kick back to the letter page. Which oh, yes, I don't have. Back then, the letter page was called Comments to Cage. I'll have to see if that... Well, actually, I probably won't be reading real issues. I'll have to do some research if they change that up. But it says, Next issue, Cage and Danny Rand spend the afternoon strolling through Harlem and Presto, their neck deep in a barroom brawl and fighting for their lives against a somewhat different manifest, manifestation of organized crime. Join us in two months for the opening round of one of the strongest and deadliest of Cage's or Nightwing's or Iron Fist's career. Mm. And they're calling the issue a day like any other day. 
It'll be interesting so to see what it's actually called when we get to it. I know a lot of the Iron Fist ones back when we were covering those. Change their names. Yep, constantly. Yeah, I think it's it's a sign of the times kind of thing. Yeah, and there you have it. Yeah. So kind of a bit of a placeholder introduces everyone again. So they're doing, yep. I think that they're hedging their bets. They're doing a lot of, if you've not read any, either of these before, um, blah, 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 blah. Then yeah, we'll so introduce to everyone else. And this one's quite nice because at least it introduces Misty and her background as well. Yes. Uh, which the other ones didn't. So I wonder if next issue we're going to get a little bit of Colleen. Yeah. And we got to see Colleen was a decent, was a kick-ass fighter at least. Colleen actually did more to discus than three blows from Danny. Mm-hmm. Which I found interesting. Don't miss with that woman's kicks, apparently. Mm-hmm. So overall, it was decent. Yeah, it, it does its job, but it's not exciting. Exciting, I yeah, guess. As a it tells you what they're both about. Fiftieth issue and introducing these two characters together. It it could have it could have been better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that, I mean I kind of agree. So, um, but you know, it is kind of nice to see them start. You know, the team start to get together. Um, you'll get to see the repercussions from the last panel in the next one, where if you're just wondering why Danny's not part of this great work enterprise, you'll get to see him moping a little bit about that. Um, <laughs> which I think is very adorable because it's a completely natural reaction. Um, but yeah, so that's the issue. Um, I don't think we've got much more to say about it. Uh, Anything on the uh, news front as far as Netflix or possible Iron Fist being in a new group in the comics or anything? Uh, I haven't heard about Iron Fist possibly being in a new group yet. So I don't think there's any news on that. Um, as far as I know, um, we'll look forward to what the next solicits say in, um, next week. There has been some news on the Netflix front, which I have dug out this morning. Um, Chio Hadari Koka, who is the showrunner for Luke Cage, has been making some very complimentary comments about Iron Fist. And um, he has been hyping up Iron Fist's appearance on the show. I mean, one of the interviews that I didn't... I haven't listened to the full interview yet because I've been working since it came out. But um, one of the screen caps kind of implied that he might not be in very many episodes at all, but I think we were expecting that. Um, but in a write-up of it, it says that he says he hopes he can give all the fans the Iron Fist they hope for. Um, I hope that you feel your prayers will be answered by the way that Iron Fist fits into season two and his interactions with Luke. With Luke. Um, he says it doesn't really matter that people criticise Iron Fist on his series. I'm arrogant enough to think that Iron Fist appearing on our show has a different sensibility. 
Uh, and so it's like, that's the thing. I'm not dissuaded by that because Iron Fist, I think, is a dope character. And I think when you see Iron Fist within the realm of Luke Cage and the way that we do things, I think hopefully people are going to come to appreciate the character differently. And hopefully that swagger that he'll get from appearing in the Luke Cage universe will carry on over to Iron Fist season two. And I will get uh, Connor to add that to the show notes so you can go listen to the interview fully yourselves. And that is, that's all fantastic news. This guy, I think this guy, it sounds like he, he wants to make the Power Man and Iron Fist episodes, period. And from his energy there, I say let him. Yeah. He obviously loves both characters. Everybody wants, they don't want Power Man. Well, they do, but we're all waiting for the two shows to combine. Yeah, pretty much. And I think Misty so, being in Iron Fist Season 2 is the, is another stage towards that as well. Yep. So let it happen. Make it organic. And from this guy's energy, give him the ball first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely let him have the first stab at it because he seems very into it. And uh, why not? We're all into it too. It's the natural state next stage. So... And if you guys noticed from the last podcast, um, I don't know if Connor's put it in the show notes yet. We're using a new intro music that was provided to us by Peter John Sikowski. I hope I'm saying that last name right. And uh, he gave us the rights to use that music. It's something he threw together. We thank him very much for that because it's, fitting of the urban background that these issues are going to take place in. Less Kunlun, more New York. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, but uh, thank you guys cool, for yeah. tuning in. And thank you, and yes, we will speak to you next time. And hopefully Connor will be back for the next one, and as he also said in the last podcast, um, we're going to be doing a lot of issues here, and we'd love to have some of you, the listeners, as guests. So if you're interested in hopping on for an issue and talking about your favorite pair, drop us a line, and it just might happen. But thanks, and have a good day. Yeah, take care. Peace. Bye. Iron Fist and all other characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney. Any musical images we use belong to their respective copyright holders. We do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts, anything you want, really. It doesn't even have to be related to Iron Fist. If you don't want it read on the air, though, make sure you mention that. You can also find us on Facebook, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon. Our Twitter at Iron Fist Podcast, our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash sons of the dragon, uh, hyphens where the spaces are, our YouTube, Connor Carl, just search Iron Fist Podcast and you'll find us real quick. We are also on iTunes. If you find us there, give us a review and rate us. If it's less than five stars, please say why so we can improve the show. And we're on Podcast Garden in the literature section. And last but not least, head over to our WordPress, Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Artist Podcast.wordpress.com. That's where I put all the show notes. I'd like to thank Thomas Tissot for composing the Iron Fist theme song we use at the start of our Iron Fist episodes on the podcast. 
I'd also like to thank Peter John Sikorsky for composing the Power Man and Iron Fist theme we use at the start of our Power Man and Iron Fist episodes. And finally, thanks to you guys for listening. Thank you.